Why has Triple H been so successful? Why is Triple H running WWE better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard on Monday and Friday night? Long-term booking. guys thank you so very much for joining me right here on off the script this is episode 469 for your march 19th 2023 i am your host jd from new york as always coming to you live from the ots venue thank you guys so very much for joining me on your sunday evenings wherever you may be we are members only Tonight, as always, on the flagship podcast, Sunday night on YouTube. So if you guys want to get in on the chat and become a VIP, you're going to need to hit that join button and become a channel member right here on the podcast. we got a lot to go over tonight. We are going to talk about the major criticisms of Tony Khan and AEW for booking this supposed dream match on Dynamite between Vikingo I don't even know if I'm pronouncing his name the wrong, uh, the right way. I think I'm pronouncing it the wrong way. The Americanized way. The asshole way. And Kenny Omega on Dynamite. This match supposedly was supposed to take place back in 2021. It did not happen. And we are getting it on Wednesday. No build. No story. No anything. And people were up in arms asking Tony Khan, why, 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 why? And the most ridiculous question of who? Who? Some people might not know who Vikingo is. I would not blame you. But let's be real. Tony Khan has a lot on his plate. He's trying to do the best job that he possibly can. And everybody just really came off this week, in my opinion, as ungrateful. I'm going to try to attack it the best way that I can because I have my reservations. I have my problems with it. You you guys know exactly what those problems are. But, I mean, for the love of fucking God, man, you know, if you don't know, and, and platforms like this and content creators like myself, I, I'm not going to sit here and bullshit you. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. I'm not going to sit here and fucking, you know, blow smoke up your ass. This match on Wednesday is going to be an absolute fucking clinic. And we are all here to watch professional wrestling and love professional wrestling. What is there to complain about? What is there to complain about? You're going to get a match of the year candidate on Wednesday. And everybody's fucking asking, why, 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 why? You got a bunch of, a list of fucking priorities and things that they got to bring to Tony Khan's desk. Oh, you needed to do this, 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 this before we get this match on Wednesday. Nobody, nobody, nobody is really taking into consideration one very, very important thing as to why Tony Khan may be doing this match uh, a little haphazardly rushed on Wednesday. We'll talk about it. Don't really understand it. We're going to talk about WrestleMania. I got some WrestleMania news and notes as well. Triple H considering scrapping the Universal Championship. New reports on WWE splitting the world championships as you see them now. 
the Universal title and the WWE title. Politics may end up ruining the main event of night one for WrestleMania. We'll go over exactly what that is and why it should not be a problem. Don't know why. It's even a discussion. Several promotions have now started to distance themselves from Davey Richards because of domestic violence allegations. We'll talk about that as well. I don't really talk about Davey Richards or any of the promotions that he usually works for, but it's a serious situation where his career may be over because of the shit that he's being accused of. We're going to go over the House Rules AEW house show debut in Ohio. I actually have more of a problem with the fucking house show than I do Tony Khan booking Vikingo and Omega on Wednesday. We'll go over exactly why I feel that way as well. And we got an update on Jay White, so we'll go over all of that stuff right here on the podcast tonight, man. I want to thank you guys for joining me on your Sunday nights, man. We got a loaded show, as always. So make sure you guys are comfy. Make sure you guys got your cold beverages. It's going to be a good one. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206 on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Cameo. Make sure you guys go check all that stuff out. Links are down in the description below. Hit that thumbs up. We got 361 likes currently, man. We got 1,400 people in here still filing on in. Make sure you guys go and hit that thumbs up. Would really appreciate you show some support via the thumbs up. 1,000 likes is always the minimum right here on OTS. Super chats are open as always. Never really an obligation. Always there for you guys if you want to show your support via the Super Chats. Ask away. We'll hang out at the end of the show, as you guys know. Memberships are always open. Get them on in. VIP only on Sunday. My mother's basement is coming in two weeks. I think we're going to do it on the Raw after WrestleMania. Because I don't want to make members only for WrestleMania night. May, may, I don't know. I'm still contemplating, man. I'm still contemplating. I'm still contemplating. I don't know. Do I do I just unveil it and allow everybody in, or should I just allow VIPs in for the opening night? Well, what do you what do you guys think? I kind of want to debut it on WrestleMania Saturday, man. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll figure it out. But uh, in two weeks, WrestleMania weekend, my mother's basement's coming soon. I appreciate my guys over at Deviate Design. When you see this design, man, you, when you see this new backdrop, oh my goodness. Oh, my goodness. It's unbelievable. I actually made a boo-boo. I actually uploaded the same podcast twice on Spotify, iTunes, and Blue Wire. So if you guys see the SmackDown review, it's actually the OTS extra that I did. And not the SmackDown review. I got to actually re-upload it. So if you guys are wondering, well, why did he double upload the same show? This is not the SmackDown show. I got to go fix that. So if you guys are listening to the uh, audio version of the show, the SmackDown review got fucked up. I, I blame my head cold. I was a little uh, I was a little loopy on Friday night. So I apologize for that. I'll fix that as soon as this show is over. Go check out all the other videos you might have missed on the channel. Plenty of content for you guys there. Brand new week coming up. 
Thank you for all the support this week. It's been tremendous. And tonight's show is sponsored by Blue Chew. BlueChew.com, code JD at checkout. Make sure you guys go get your free sample. Yes, F-R-E-E, free sample of their service. All you guys have, all you guys have to do is pay the $5 shipping and handling. That's BlueChew.com, code JD at checkout. Now, you guys want VIP only, man. I may have to do Monday Night Raw VIP only. I don't know. WrestleMania weekend, man. WrestleMania night one may be a good time to debut it, man. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I'll, 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 uh, I'll get in touch with my management team, and we'll figure something out. Let's get into uh, what we got to talk about here, man. Uh, we're we're going to start off with this one. We're going to start off light. WrestleMania has expanded. No, it's not a third night. But two more matches have been added to the WrestleMania card. WrestleVotes actually tweeted out before SmackDown on Friday. They say, and I quote, I'm told two additional matches will be added to the WrestleMania card. Both men's and women's four-way tags. Which we then found out on Friday with the women qualifiers that they were having. And then the men, I don't know if there's going to be a qualifier for the, for the men like they're all the women, but they went on to say the men's four-way is shaping up to be this. Street Profits, Alpha Academy, the Viking Raiders, Braun Strowman, and Ricochet. So that's the men's four-way. And then we got, I believe, Liv Morgan and uh, Smiley. <laughs> Raquel Rodriguez Gonzalez. Showing up, she gets a WrestleMania. Hey, how you doing? You know, nice little, uh, nice little pat on the back WrestleMania spot there for her and Liv Morgan. So we got two four ways, two tag team four ways added to the WrestleMania card. As of this writing, nine matches have been made official for WrestleMania. They are as follows: Roman Reigns defending the undisputed championships against Cody Rhodes in the main event. Charlotte Flair against Rhea Ripley, which is rumored to be the main event of night one for the SmackDown Women's Championship. It should not be the main event of night one. Raw Women's Championship, which has a god-awful story going into it. Should be a great match, but the story is just awful. Bianca Belair defending the Raw Women's Championship against Asuka. Taste the rainbow, Asuka. We don't know what color her mist is going to be on any given Monday. Intercontinental Championship just announced from Friday Night SmackDown. Gunta will defend the IC title against Sheamus and Drew McIntyre in a triple threat banger. No doubt about it. Austin Theory will defend the United States Championship against John Cena. Edge will battle Finn Balor. More than likely, Brood Edge versus Demon Balor inside Hell in a Cell. Brock Lesnar will go one-on-one with the mighty... (laughs) Trish Stratus, Lita, and Becky Lynch versus Damage Control, and Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul. Those are the matches for WrestleMania announced with these two tag team matches obviously rounding out the card. The rumor... That Bray Wyatt versus Bobby Lashley is that they may not be added to the show. 
because of Bray Wyatt's physical illness. The illness is COVID-related, I believe. From what I was told, COVID-related, something with his heart, and WWE may keep him off the show as a safety precaution. But Bobby Lashley is issuing an open challenge, which Matt Cardona seemingly has answered. And it's been rumored that Matt Cardona should be on his way back to the WWE any, any month now because his wife is in the company. But we don't know what Bobby Lash is going to do. But, you know, LA Knight's looking for a WrestleMania match. He, 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 he could certainly show up and challenge Bobby Lashley if he wants. I don't know what they got going on there with LA Knight. But those are the matches being rounded out for WrestleMania. I, I don't really care that these tag team matches are being added. I don't. You know, I don't know if there's going to be a pre-show before night one and night two. These certainly sound like pre-show matches. Now, Raquel and Liv were added I'm assuming, I don't even know if WWE has four women tag teams to put in this thing. We got Liv and Raquel. We got Shayna and Ronda. No doubt about it going to be in this thing. Then we got the new tag team of Chelsea Green and Carmella. I'm sure that they will be a tag team. And we'll probably get, we'll probably get a, a, a mixture of two other women that aren't really a tag team. Maybe we'll get Natalia and Tegan Knox or something along those lines. You know, th th these matches, they, they don't really mean much of anything. But WWE is making the women's four-way and number one contendership for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships, which more than likely is going to go to Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey. I don't know why you just don't give Shayna and Ronda the fucking tag team title match. Why do we need to go through this nothing match knowing that they're going to win just, for, so, just so that we can claim that they're the number one contenders for the tag team titles? Just give them the fucking title shot. Who cares? I don't know what the men are going to be fighting over. But as long as these matches have something tagged along with it, some stakes, something's on the line in these matches, I don't really give a shit. WWE wanted to round out the card. This is a great way to get some talent that hasn't been featured on the show on WrestleMania. There you go. But WrestleMania is looking like a great show. Honestly, the two nights is shaping up to be a great show. Now the Usos... And Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens is not announced yet. That's more than likely going to be announced as well. So on top of the nine matches that we have so far, minus these two tag team matches, these fatal four ways, the Usos and Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, that's going to make 10 matches. Then you add these two fatal four-way tags. That's 12 matches. We're looking at six matches per night on WrestleMania. It's not bad. It's not bad. It goes right in line with what Triple H has been doing with his premium live events and the build and how he's structuring these shows. So I like it. I think less is more. He's done a great way to get a lot of people featured on the show that have been featured in some storylines. Now he's getting these people involved here that don't really have much going on onto the show. I think we can call it quits right there. And then maybe Bobby Lashley, you know, LA Knight or Bobby Lashley and a mystery opponent. Maybe LA Knight goes and wrestles somebody that we don't even know on the show. I don't know. We could be looking at 14 matches, seven per night. I think that would be fine. I think that's the most that I would do. But WrestleMania is shaping up to be a very good show. I'm very excited about WrestleMania weekend. And that is the lineup right now as we see it with two weeks left to go. Political reasons will not allow for the Usos versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens to headline WrestleMania night one. This was reported 
legitimately a month ago that there could be political reasons, there could be internal strife in the company, there could be backlash from sponsors who want one thing, but the WWE wants another. It was noted that the plan for night one, the main event for night one, would be for the show to end with the SmackDown Women's Championship match between Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley. This match is not a WrestleMania main event. I don't give a shit what you try and claim to me. This is not a WrestleMania main event. The story is not a WrestleMania main event. And stop using the excuse of, oh, Rhea Ripley won the Royal Rumble. She should be in the main event of WrestleMania. No, it doesn't work that way. Rhea Ripley would not be the only person who won the Royal Rumble and did not get a chance to end the night for WrestleMania. WWE has this tendency to call everything the fucking main event of WrestleMania because WrestleMania is the main event. They use it in some weird way where they describe the entire show as the main event. Like you're going to go to WrestleMania. I don't know why they do that, but they have a tendency to do that as well. Charlotte and Rhea Ripley should not main event the show. I don't understand why this is so difficult for people to process. Now, for weeks, it's been rumored that the first night would end with the tag team championship match featuring the Usos defending against Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Now, we finally got Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn come together. It was an emotional moment on Friday. They embraced, they hugged, they are back together. The match is going to be confirmed at some point between now and then. It is a formality at this point. However, Dave Meltzer reported in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter that the tag team match won't headline due to political reasons. Meltzer wrote, When we had asked about the Usos versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn headlining night one, since at the time Zayn was the company's hottest babyface character, we were told that there were political reasons in play to where Flair versus Ripley would most likely get the spot. At this point, it's unclear if the tag team title match will happen on the first or second night. It's also not clear what the political reasons are, but WrestlingNews.co reported months ago the original idea for WrestleMania was to split the world titles and crown a new champion. WrestlingNews.co also was the first to report that night one originally had Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, or Cody Rhodes in the plans for a title match on night one. Now, clearly, none of these men but Cody is in the world title match. McIntyre's in the IC title match with Sheamus and Gunther and Rollins is challenging Logan Paul at WrestleMania. There's been no hint in that direction, so plans obviously did change. A lot has changed in recent months because Vince McMahon is back on the fucking creative team, especially after the company was informed that The Rock also would not wrestle at WrestleMania this year, and WWE went with their solid plan B of Roman versus Cody for the world titles. Then we get a report from Fightful that they reported this week. WrestleMania Night 1 is still not official for the main event, but Fightful has learned more about this on top of what Dave Meltzer has already stated. The Wrestling Observer Newsletter reported that Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair was slated to main event. If that's the case, several people who would typically be in the know and many talent associated 
have not been informed that to be the case. The report stated that there were political reasons behind the decision, which we were told simply were the fact that there wasn't a women's main event on the 2022 WrestleMania card that closed the show. So what? So what? Now, Fightful says they can confirm that as of one point, the Usos versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn were slated to be the main event of night one, and there have been several in the company pushing for it to be the main event. Rollins versus Logan Paul is also set for night one. Fightful has not heard that the remaining world title match, Bianca Belair versus Asuka, has been considered for a main event at all. Political reasons, they don't really dive into what the political reasons are, but I'm assuming the political reasons are, you know, WWE wants to spread the wealth. There's got to be equality for the women and the men in WWE. I agree. I agree. Except for this instance. I agree 99.9% of the time, in this case, I don't. Why? Because, A, I don't think Charlotte Flair belongs in the main event. And this has nothing to do with Rhea Ripley. This has nothing to do with Rhea Ripley at all. The only reason why Rhea Ripley challenged Charlotte Flair and not Bianca Belair, being that she's on Raw with Bianca, and that match had been teased early last year, right around Money in the Bank time, We didn't get it because Rhea Ripley had an injury. She had a concussion. She had some teeth knocked out. She had to go get dental work. They canceled the match. I'm assuming it will take place at some point this year, but she chose Charlotte after winning the Royal Rumble because of political reasons. This entire thing, this entire match is set up for political reasons. Never mind the fucking main event of night one having political agendas behind it. This whole match was made behind a political fucking agenda. The only reason why Rhea Ripley chose Charlotte was because if Rhea chose Bianca, and that was the women's championship match for the Raw side at WrestleMania, then that would ultimately mean Bianca, because Rhea won the Royal Rumble, that Bianca would be the first woman in WWE history to main event WrestleMania twice because she did it with Sasha Banks. Now, we can't have that happen. Why would Charlotte want that to go to Bianca when she herself can have that accolade as the first woman in WWE history to main event WrestleMania twice? She didn't belong in the first fucking main event at WrestleMania 35 with Becky and Ronda. She didn't belong there. She cried her way into the fucking title match. She made the match worse by being there because all anybody cared about was Ronda and Becky. And they had a force, and I mean manufacture, Charlotte into that match. There was no heat coming off Charlotte. She, she, she looked like a third wheel. She felt like a third wheel. So this match had political agenda behind it when it was made. That's number one. Number two, how many of you actually believe Charlotte deserves a main event for WrestleMania? I know I don't think she deserves it. Is she a great wrestler? Absolutely. Is she a fantastic athlete? Absolutely. Is she one of the best women's wrestlers of all time? Absolutely. I'm not taking anything away from Charlotte. 
But it's very difficult. It is very difficult to watch Charlotte as a fan and see her realistically get handed opportunity after opportunity after opportunity by basically doing little to nothing for those opportunities. When you watch Charlotte, you want to feel like someone's earned it. When you watch Charlotte, you feel like she's been handed it. And as far as Charlotte is concerned, she'll shill some reason as to why she deserves to be there, why she needs to be there, why wouldn't she want to be there. What have you done to win the SmackDown Women's Championship and be proud of winning the SmackDown Women's Championship? How could you go out there and win that championship knowing that you didn't do anything to deserve it? If the hard work went into winning that championship and earning the championship, then holding the championship would be that much more satisfactory. It would mean a lot more to her. How could you really go out there and feel good about what you did when you did nothing to earn it? She was handed the fucking title in December. She cashed in what people are calling Charlotte in the bank. This imaginary, she was out for seven months. She didn't appear on TV all year. She got a title match. She beat Ronda. She has done nothing for the division. She's done nothing for the title. The only person she's defended the title against is Sonya Deville. And she's not defended it on any premium live event that WWE's had since she's won it. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And you want me to sit there and think that she earns a WrestleMania main event because of this? Because she's Charlotte Flair? No. No, I'm sorry. And the sad thing is, Rhea Ripley needs to be tagged along with this woman because she won the Royal Rumble. And in this instance, I'm saying Charlotte doesn't deserve a WrestleMania main event. Rhea Ripley deserves a WrestleMania main event, but Charlotte does not. Rhea was there all year. Rhea transformed her entire character. Rhea went one hour in the Royal Rumble. Yes, she should be there. And yes, WWE has done a complete disaster of a, of a storyline here between these two. To a point where it don't even feel like a WrestleMania main event. So yes, Rhea is unfortunately tagged alongside Charlotte Flair. And I have to include her in this because she's in the match. The match is not a WrestleMania main event. Not for the reasons that I told you. Not for the story. I don't care. It is story over politics. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens have been there all year. The bloodline story with Sami has been transpiring since last April. This is the payoff. 
What do you want to pay off at WrestleMania? Charlotte getting a second main event as the only female ever to do it? Or do you want to pay off the biggest storyline in the company in 10 years? The choice is yours. Don't deny Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens a main event spot with all the work that they've did. Don't deny the Usos a main event spot with all the work that they've done to, to, to make those tag team titles feel as important as they do and the work of Jimmy and Jay over the last year, especially Jay. Why wouldn't you want to pay that off? You were going to send the crowd home unhappy if Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair had main event. What a flat fuck. You want to end on a high note. Rhea Ripley more than likely going to win the championship, but you want to end on a high note and you want to end with Sammy and KO winning those tag team titles. Now, I don't know what's going to happen. For all we know, Vince hates tag team wrestling and Vince won't put the tag team titles in the main event of WrestleMania. Can you imagine Vince McMahon sitting by looking at Triple H? Ah, you want to put the tag team titles? You want to end WrestleMania with a tag team match? That's not good business, pal. I could absolutely see him saying that. The only thing that would stop this match from being the main event of WrestleMania for the tag team titles is Vince McMahon. Because Vince McMahon, his middle name is fucking political agenda. Charlotte and Rhea don't deserve it. They don't. I'm sorry, I I don't know what else to tell you. Yes, tag team titles in the main event. The story is there. You pay off your biggest story in the entire company. And WWE is fortunate enough to have the bloodline with this story split in two different directions One, the tag team titles, Sami Zayn's story is more important than Cody Rhodes' story. KO's story with Sami Zayn is bigger and more important than Cody and Roman Reigns, the way it's transpired on television. Yet you don't want to main event your night one with that? Based off that? There's no way you can prove that I'm wrong there. You may think I'm crazy for thinking that. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are more important going into WrestleMania with the Usos than Roman and Cody is. Yet you don't want to have that match main event, WrestleMania night one. I don't understand that. That would be a stupid fucking decision. There's nothing wrong with Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley opening WrestleMania. Set the tone. The opening match is just as important as the fucking one that closes the show. And it wouldn't be the first time a Royal Rumble winner opened WrestleMania. Edge did it. Is Charlotte no? Is Charlotte better than Edge? But you want to cry equal opportunity. I'm sorry. The, the, the story is not there for it to deserve a WrestleMania main event. It's weak. Very weak. Opening the show would be much better for those two ladies and the tag team titles. Let it close the show. A new report has revealed plans to split the WWE World Championships. WrestleMania, last year, we saw Roman Reigns defeat Brock Lesnar to retain the Universal WWE Heavyweight Championship and win the WWE Championship. Since then, Reigns has defended both titles as the undisputed WWE Universal title. In July 2022, Vince McMahon retired, quote-unquote, from WWE as CEO and chairman, while Paul Levesque Triple H took over all creative duties for the main roster in his place. 
This led fans to speculating when and if Levesque will split the titles so that each brand has their own world championship. WrestleVotes said this via Give Me Sport that Triple H wants desperately to fix Vince's final mess and have two world titles by SummerSlam. He says this, and I quote, This is the final mess, and you really can call it a mess. This is the final obstacle, and the new team is working to overcome that. There was never a plan when Roman won the titles a year ago. Triple H was handed this mess by SummerSlam. There's going to be two titles. Before the build-up to WrestleMania 39, WrestlingNews.co initially reported that Triple H had plans for two championship matches, which I just talked about earlier. It was supposed to be Cody, Seth, Drew, and then Roman versus The Rock. That's what they wanted, but that's not what they got. But The Rock made himself unavailable for the show, and they just went with Roman defending both championships against Cody Rhodes in the main event of night two. So I want to read to you what Russell Votes is saying here. He said he wants to fix Vince's final mess and have two world championships by SummerSlam 2023. Now, I love the fact that WrestleVotes called this a, a mess, number one, and it's a big obstacle, and that when Roman Reigns won the championships a year ago, there, were, there was never a plan. They just gave him the championships without there ever being a plan. So I want to focus on that first. They gave Roman Reigns these championships, two world championships, leaving Monday Night Raw without a championship, without a world champion. They gave Roman Reigns these these world championships, and there was never a plan at all for where they wanted to go. You see, that's not how Triple H operates. And that's the one thing that I want to really call out to you guys. That was a problem with the old administration. They did things, and they didn't have a plan to where they wanted to go. They didn't have a plan on... Anything leading to an end point, Triple H doesn't work that way. Everything Triple H does has a beginning, a middle, and an end. So that's number one. Number two, by SummerSlam. So if Cody wins the world championships at WrestleMania, are we going to get the split titles on the Raw after Mania? Is the Universal Championship going to be moved back over to SmackDown? Is Cody going to give up that championship and hold the championship that he wanted, that he desired, that he was fighting for, the WWE championship? I don't know. The way Russell Votes made it sound, he wants two world titles by SummerSlam 2023. By SummerSlam 2023 means that Roman Reigns may not even be losing the championships to Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania. Maybe we get this same match happening at SummerSlam. I don't know. Because if WrestleVotes is saying Triple H wants to end this two-world championship nonsense on Roman Reigns, and he wants to split the championships, maybe we get this WrestleMania main event happening again at SummerSlam. And he just gave away the outcome of the WrestleMania main event, and Cody is not going to capture the world championships. Which I don't think he should anyway. There's no reason why Roman Reigns should lose the championships. WWE has done everything humanly possible to make you feel Roman should still be the champion. They've done nothing 
to make you feel like Cody deserves the world championship. That's the biggest problem. You cannot tell a story with Cody and Roman and it ending at WrestleMania where he gets the world championships when Cody's been out for the last eight months. You can't do that. Winning a Royal Rumble and being on TV in the type of role that he is now from February till April is not enough time to tell his story. They've done nothing to really make you sit there and invest your time into Cody Rhodes to a point where you tell yourself, hey, I think Cody Rhodes deserves the world championship. I'd be the first to fucking tell you. Roman Reigns is boring. I'd be the first to tell you, I think time has come. Roman Reigns needs to drop those, drop those championships. Do you know the only, the only, the only excuse people are using to me when they talk to me about why Roman needs to lose the championship? Oh, Monday Night Raw needs a world championship. We got to take those titles off of Roman Reigns. Why? If that's the only argument that you have, if that's the only excuse that you have because Monday Night Raw needs a world championship, you're not really bringing a lot to the fucking discussion as far as why Roman should lose. No shit Monday Night Raw needs a world championship. No shit there needs to be two world champions in the current grand scheme of WWE television with two, brand, with two brands and a brand split. No shit. But that doesn't mean to me, that doesn't tell me that Roman Reigns needs to lose the championships. Has Roman stagnated? Has Roman got boring? Has the bloodline story got boring? The bloodline story is basically carrying WWE television. Without it, what do they have? Their best bet is to make it continue with Cody chasing. There hasn't been enough struggle with Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes wants to go out there and cry about Dusty, and he wants to go out there, and he wants to exclaim that he needs to finish the story. We didn't even get the story started. How the fuck can you finish the story if your story hasn't even started? Why should Roman Reigns retain the titles at WrestleMania? Because Cody hasn't struggled enough in the WWE to a point where I'm looking at him now to beat Roman Reigns. I may think differently come SummerSlam. That's the basis of everything. Ask yourself that. Do you believe in Cody Rhodes? Do you feel Cody has done enough for WWE to take the titles off of somebody in Roman who's dominated as the greatest final boss in the history of the company nearing 1,000 days? Has Cody done enough to end it all with what we've seen of him on TV? He hasn't struggled. He hasn't been through the process. He hasn't been put through the ringer with the bloodline. Yeah, let's give Cody Rhodes the titles. Monday Night Raw needs a world championship. That is the lamest fucking excuse that I've ever heard to take the titles off of somebody that's carried this company for the last three years and is nearing 1,000 days. No. I'm sorry. Shit don't work that way. Come up with a better excuse. Roman should not lose the world championships. Roman has not proved that he needs to lose the championships. He has not proved, oh my God, I'm boring. I'm stagnating. The bloodline is now ended. The story's over. I don't feel any of that. I haven't felt any of that at all. Do you honestly think WWE would take the belts 
off of Roman before a thousand days. You know how much they love their numbers. I mean, come WrestleMania, it's going to be what? Roughly around 950 days? You mean to tell me they wasted all these, all these days for him to drop the title because Cody needs to finish the story? Because Raw needs a world championship. I would rather see Cody struggle a little bit. I would rather see Cody suffer a little bit. And maybe that's what we've gotten or, or we're going to get. You know, he's actually poked his head in bloodline business now. Cody may be the reason why Sammy and Kevin Owens win the tag team titles at WrestleMania because he's gotten these two superpowers now back on the same page. So now he's meddling in bloodline business. For all we know, this could be the storyline that continues after WrestleMania and Cody doesn't win anything at WrestleMania. And we get the bloodline now focusing on Cody as Sammy and KO go on to do their own thing because they had conquered what they needed to do. But do you genuinely, genuinely believe WWE is this close to a thousand days knowing how much they love their numbers and their stats and their, their records? You think they're going to take the titles off of Roman Reigns 50 days shy of a thousand? Come on now. WWE would probably do best right now with Roman holding the championships and Cody chasing through the summer, maybe winning money in the bank. Maybe Cody needs to win money in the bank. Maybe Cody needs to go win money in the bank and prove to the bloodline, hey, struggle a little bit, lose, go win money in the bank, work your way up the fucking ranks, cash it in. This is my last opportunity. Cash it in at SummerSlam. I don't know. I don't know. Cody needs to, he needs to struggle though. He needs to be put through trials and tribulations because as a fan, you know, we're looking at Cody right now. I need to finish the story. The story wasn't even started yet. Your story started when you got fired or you quit WWE. You asked for your release and your story was you building your name into a household one via the independent circuit, starting AEW, and then coming back as a fucking main event guy. That's your story. You missed all that. They haven't even told any of that on television. I need to finish my story for Dusty. It's not enough. Cody hasn't done enough for the world championships. Then what happens when you give him the world championships and you as a fan feel like, man, Cody... He should have done more. They should have been, they should have had more of a story for Cody. When If Cody wins the world championships at WrestleMania, are you going to look at him as, oh man, he's just another baby face that WWE took the plunger and shoved down our throat? Because I don't want that to happen because I love Cody. But how many of you, A, have already felt that, do feel that right now, and B, how many of you would actually feel that way if he did beat Roman? It's likely they got to be very careful here. If WWE wants to get to SummerSlam and split the championships, fine. But I don't think Cody Rhodes winning the world titles at WrestleMania is the best way to go about it. And if he does, then maybe we get a split of the championships then. Very easy. WWE doesn't even have to wait. They could do it with Roman. But they obviously want, the plan is for Roman to drop both championships and then split them. Because if he splits the championships first before dropping them, then it's going to devalue who beats Roman Reigns. 
If Roman has the has both titles now, he needs to lose both titles to somebody, and then they split them. As long as they do that, you can't split. The, you can't have Roman hold one championship and then take one away from him because then whoever beats him, it's not going to mean as much. It's going to mean more if he beats them for or beats him for both championships instead of one. It's Vince's mess. It's Vince's mess. But I'm not surprised because Vince never really thought about, he just acted in the moment. Vince never thought about where it should go, where, how it should go. Never had an end goal for anything. He just does. He does for whatever's in the moment without any long-term booking. Triple H considered scrapping the Universal title as well. This was actually a new report that I seen tonight. A source reportedly told fight fans don't know what this site is, don't know who these people are, that Triple H was not a fan of the Universal title and not even debated on whether to get rid of it. Fight fans later went on to give an exact quote from the source. They say, and I quote, Triple H suggested retiring the Universal Championship at one time. He really doesn't like the title. Now, the formerly retired Big Gold World Heavyweight Championship was thrown around as a possible replacement, though this idea was apparently nixed due to the otherwise consistent design of all the other world titles in WWE. They like their logo front and center. There's a reason why they have all their belts looking the same way. After reigning as World Heavyweight Champion several times, it is of little surprise that Triple H seemingly has a soft spot for this big gold legendary title. Do I believe this story? Kind of. Do I see WWE scrapping the Universal Championship? No, because it's a Vince McMahon idea. And Vince McMahon still has a lot of creative say, no matter what you want to think. And WWE would never scrap the Universal Championship as long as Vince McMahon is still around. That's number one. Number two, do I believe Triple H would want to scrap the Universal Championship and have one world champion? Yes, for multiple reasons. You know, one world champion, and you see it now with Roman Reigns. I mean, they, they have the opportunity to tell a, a greater story with, one, with just one world champion. If there were two world champions right now, would we be getting this level of storytelling with Roman Reigns? Probably not. Probably not. I think one world champion is much more prestigious than having two world championships. I actually think having two world championships kind of devalues the other champion and the other championship. Plus, Triple H is a, is a very old soul. He loves the old school. He has a, a great respect and appreciation for how things were done. Triple H is the type of guy that wants to take something old and use it in the new school. He wants one world champion. He knows how prestigious one world champion could be. We're seeing it now with Roman. Why do we need two world championships? So do I believe the story? Yes. Are we going to get rid of the universal championship? No, we're not. Not as long as Vince McMahon is still alive and breathing. So if you see this story floating around out there, I don't want you guys to take it as a serious thing. They're not getting rid of it. It was an idea. But there are reasons why Triple H would want to scrap it. Plus, it's ugly. That's the last thing. Plus, it's hideous. It's a, it's a blue fucking title. 
Not really the most attractive thing. Spoiler. On WWE's plans now for Ronda Rousey going into WrestleMania. We talked about this earlier in the night. WWE held the first qualifying match for the women's fatal four-way at WrestleMania. Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez defeated Emma and Tegan Knox. Oh, there you go. Tegan Knox, I figured, would team up with, with Natalia, but she's out. So we got these fatal four-ways happening for both the men and the women. Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler were slated to challenge the women's tag team champion, uh, champions at WrestleMania, Becky and Lita. However, WWE plan, changed their plans for Ronda and the women's tag team title match. So we're getting a six-woman tag with Lita, Trish, and Becky versus Damage Control, and Ronda is now going to team with Shayna in this nothing tag team match and win this and then be the number one contenders for the tag team titles. Russell Volts is reporting that the rest of the teams in the match will include Natalia and Shotzi. There you go. Ronda, Shayna, and Chelsea Green and Carmella. There you go. I got, I got most of them right outside of Natalia's teammate here, which apparently is not Tegan Knox. It will be Shotzi Blackheart. So... Ronda and Shayna, spoiler, are going to win this tag team match and become the number one contenders for the tag team championships. And I know you're all so fucking excited. You can't wait for, for Ronda and Shayna Baszler to, to win this tag team match and become the number one contender. I know. I, I can hardly contain my excitement. Moving on. Big E. WWE has discussed an idea for Big E at WrestleMania. Yes. Big E Langston. It's been a year since Big E broke his neck on an episode of SmackDown, marking his last appearance on WWE television. Came at the hands of Rich Holland. Rich Holland has since apologized. Obviously, Big E holds no ill will towards Rich Holland. People were sending death threats and cancellations to Rich Holland, calling him racist and all these other vile things on social media last week because. He's a white man, and apparently people want to blame him still a year later for breaking Biggie's neck. Oh, a white man broke a black man's neck. He's got to be racist in the world of professional wrestling where everybody knows you step in between those ropes, you are risking your fucking life, period, no matter who you are or what the color of your skin is. Ridiculous. Big E is the most positive fucking guy you could possibly ever come across and he himself forgave Rich Holland. What makes you better than Big E that you got to send death threats to Rich Holland? I don't get it. The IWC is absolutely filled with nothing but cancer. So Big E apparently is going to be conducting tests on whether he is going to be able to get back in the ring this month. These tests will be important as they will determine how well the neck has progressed and whether he can wrestle again or not. He is supposed to get these answers sometime this month. Now, Kofi Kingston suffered an ankle injury. This now has required surgery, and he will be missing WrestleMania. Xavier Woods is the only member of the New Day right now that is uh, injury-free. And the New Day seems to be always hit with the injury bug at the worst fucking times. So now Xavier Woods is the only remaining member of the New Day that is now injury-free. Kingston is out. Big E is out. And Xavier Woods, this could see Xavier go on a nice solo run for himself. I think, I think Xavier is the most underrated of all the New Day. He hasn't had a singles run. 
He won King of the Ring, but he hasn't had a, a run for a championship as a member of the New Day. Maybe it's his turn. I don't know. But in the latest edition of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Dave Meltzer reported that, and I quote, I don't think if anything will come of this or if Kingston's injury changes this, but we heard of an idea for E to be at WrestleMania and the three of them would come out together if that would be the right thing to do and if Big E could come back soon, end quote. Now, even if it were for a brief segment, the new day back together on WWE TV would be a special moment seeing the severity of Big E's injury and the life-threatening situation that he had to go through. It would be a fantastic WrestleMania moment, no doubt about it. Is Big E ready to wrestle? I don't know. I don't know if WWE wants to put him in there right away like that, even if the tests come back and he can wrestle again. Who knows what mental anguish that man is going to have to go through to get back into the ring again, knowing what he just went through. I mean, that's probably the most difficult thing of all. Getting in there and then taking a bump and landing flat back and and doing what you used to do in there is not going to feel the same for Big E. Is he going to want to step in there immediately to do that? I know LA Knight's been feuding with the New Day here and there. He's wrestled both Kofi and Xavier Woods on television. Losing, but maybe LA Knight's WrestleMania moment comes at the hand of Big E. I don't know. Maybe WWE cleared him. He's ready to go, and they're keeping it fucking under lock and key. Again, I don't know. I would not put him in there so soon, but stranger things have happened, and wrestlers have come back from this before. So we will see what happens with Big E, but apparently an idea has been discussed for Big E at WrestleMania. What that idea is, I guess we'll find out in two weeks if he actually is there in the building at SoFi Stadium. But Big E being back, I think, would be a huge morale boost to the WWE roster. Kofi Kingston, I just mentioned Kofi. He is actually undergoing surgery off of WrestleMania. Xavier Woods replaced him in a fatal five-way intercontinental number one contenders match two weeks ago on SmackDown which obviously then concluded with Sheamus and Drew McIntyre wrestling one-on-one, and now a triple threat match for the Intercontinental title now announced for WrestleMania. The initial hope was that Kingston would not require surgery, and on Thursday, Kingston announced he was in Birmingham, Alabama, in advance of having surgery on his ankle. He says this on Twitter, Alabama folks are so kind. Earlier today, Instead of waiting 15 minutes for an Uber to take me to the YMCA Shades Valley to work out, I opted to take one of those electric street scooters. Big mistake. Half the trip was uphill and on on semi-highway roads, and I was wearing my Aircast walking boot. I got within a mile of Birmingham YMCA, and the scooter wouldn't go further for some reason. Also, the Y was out of the drop-off range, So I had to call an Uber anyway, LOL. 30 minutes later, after two others canceled, one finally came to pick me up. I had to stop at Target. I needed lotion. Yes, I was still ashy from this morning. Finally, I got to the Y, and the woman at the desk told me, in order to buy a guest pass, a member had to bring you in as a guest. But you can be my guest, she said. She vouched for my workout. So kind of her to do that for a stranger. I really wanted to move around a bit before I'm unable to do so after surgery tomorrow. After the gym, I stopped at a stir-fry spot called Yummy Fee 
tons of vegan options. The Maps app said they were closed, but I was in luck. Nice lady gave me the best recommendations. I ordered all of them. When I got my food, I went to inform the lady that the Map app said they were closed and they should probably fix their hours. She said, oh, we are closed. We just made that food for you anyway. My jaw dropped in disbelief. It was 15 minutes past the closing time. I thanked her profusely. So kind of her to go out of her way so that, that I could eat. Anyway, a long message that can be summed up by saying that I am very grateful for the people I've come across in, in Birmingham today. Tomorrow we march forward and into the hands of the best in the world at what he does. Let's get this ankle right. So he's getting surgery on his ankle is what he wants you to know after all that. Um, the spot was so ridiculous. The spot was so ridiculous. I, I mean, Kofi Kingston should still realistically be on television right now. And, and Drew McIntyre dove. It, 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 wasn't even, it, it wasn't even a match. It was guys coming out to proclaim that they deserve the WrestleMania spot in the IC title match with Gunther. A brawl happened between all five guys that took place in the five-way. And Drew McIntyre jumped over the top rope with a fucking dive and landed a little too stiff on Kofi Kingston, and he needs surgery on his ankle now. Why these spots happen, I don't know. It was such a bullshit fucking segment. Could have all been avoided. Now surgery is needed, and Kofi's going to miss WrestleMania. Maybe next time they'll fucking learn. Randy Orton. Is Randy Orton going to be at WrestleMania? I don't know. We may see him on the Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania. But there's a major update about internal rumblings about Randy Orton's WWE status. Orton last worked a match when he and Matt Riddle dropped the Raw Tag Team titles to the Usos in a winner-take-all match on SmackDown in May of 2022. The initial belief was Orton would take time off for a back injury before returning to turn on Riddle leading to a feud between them, which could still be the plan when he comes back. Obviously, that didn't happen, as the injury got worse than expected, and Orton had lower back fusion surgery in November. There has been a lot of concern regarding his WWE career amongst those in the company. There had been a recent photo going around online of Randy Orton looking jacked. At the time, some fans were speculating that he could be closing in on a return. So Mike Johnson of PW Insider Elite reported, there's been some rumblings about Randy Orton internally within the last week or so where they hadn't had many discussions about him internally in some time. It was noted that nothing new was said about Riddle's WWE status either after going on hiatus when he was suspended due to a failed drug test for the second time in 2022 and was sent to rehab in December. If Randy Orton is ready to come back, WWE is going to keep it very, very quiet. They want you to think that Randy Orton's fucking injury was so severe that he was contemplating retirement. And if Randy Orton's going to come back, it's going to be on the Raw after WrestleMania if he's ready to come back. That means Riddle may be ready to come back because that there could be exactly what we need. Randy Orton as a heel, Matt Riddle as a babyface, and we get that tied up, and we tie up the loose ends there with RK Bro, and Randy Orton being back on television, man. 
just adds another main event. I miss Randy Orton. I really do. Just like John Cena, man. I know a lot of people think of Randy Orton as boring. He's the same thing in and out of the ring. Every match looks the same. But, man, Randy Orton, man, he, he's just, he's, he's one of those guys that the fans just love. And it's easy to love Randy Orton because you look at him, you know who he is. He's been ingrained in the fucking WWE for as long as he has. He's legit. People look at him as a main event guy. You can plug him in anywhere. He's going to make anything fucking feel bigger than anything. That presence is missed on Monday night. Really. Believe it or not, WWE with the roster that they have is still not operating at full strength. Riddle is out. Butch is not on TV or Pete Dunn is not on TV. Randy Orton is out. There's still a lot of guys that are, are not on TV. And Randy Orton being back on TV for, for any brand, Raw or SmackDown, is going to add just another top-notch guy back to Television Weekly. And that, right, especially on Monday, is missed. Is missed. And if Cody does win the world championships, a heel Randy Orton versus Cody Rhodes is absolutely on the radar. It has to be. And I don't want Cody going into that match with a babyface Randy Orton. I want Cody going into that with a viper Randy Orton, a cutthroat Randy Orton that will literally do anything to fucking weasel himself into a WWE championship situation. It writes itself. It writes itself. So we'll see what happens, but Raw After Mania, man, is going to be very, very interesting. We could see debuts, call-ups, returns. Who knows what Triple H has in store for the Raw after WrestleMania. Follow-up on Trish Stratus and this supposed heel turn after WrestleMania. We talked about this last week, and I documented that. I don't think anybody really wants to boo Trish Stratus, but here we are. Plans are in place for Trish to turn heel. Last week, the wrestling Twitter account, WRKD Wrestling, broke several stories on Lita and Trish And this one is the latest. The account noted that there are plans for Trish Stratus to turn heel and work a program with Becky Lynch through SummerSlam. Dave Meltzer reported in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter that the heel turn was something that he heard before she returned. Meltzer added that the only thing confirmed to him was that there were twists and turns coming in the storyline. For what it's worth, both Lynch and Stratus have wanted to work with each other for a long time before The heel turn happens. They will be working together for a while. At this point, we don't know if Lita will be factored in with the heel turn or if she finishes up after WrestleMania. I don't think I want to boo a Trish Strat. I mean, does Trish even come off as a believable heel? Number one, is she going to play the heel role right? That's the biggest question. When do we see the heel turn? How does the heel turn happen? The only thing I could think of is Trish gets jealous that Becky chose Lita and Trish ruins the tag team title match whenever it happens between Becky, Lita, Shayna, and Ronda. And Trish Stratus is the reason why Lita and Becky lose the tag team titles to Ronda and Shayna. And then she can continue her feud with Becky Lynch while Becky's a babyface and Trish turned heel, costing them the championships. I mean... It's a twist, don't get me wrong, but one that we're interested in, I don't know. I don't think anybody, I don't think any of these fans want to boo Trish Stratus as a heel 
against a babyface Becky Lynch. Just a stupid idea. But maybe it's Trish's idea. Who the fuck knows? Maybe Trish wanted to come back this year and say, yeah, I want to work with Becky. You know what? I want to work as a heel. I want to change it up a little bit. Who knows? We'll see what happens. Are fans going to take to it? Are they going to believe Trish in the role? That remains to be seen. Just by me and what I know of Trish Stratus, I don't really care to see Trish turn heel. We'll figure it out. Shifting gears here, man. Several promotions have severed ties with Davey Richards after domestic violence allegations. Richards issued a statement. Several independent promotions announced this week that they are no longer booking Davey Richards after news about domestic violence allegations. Richards deleted his Twitter account but has issued a statement to PW Insider and promotions that he's worked with. He's worked with Impact. He's worked with Sammy Callahan's Wrestling Revolver, amongst others. He might have worked GCW. Prestige Wrestling announced effective immediately. Prestige Wrestling has cut ties with Davey Richards. We will have updates soon on any matches, plans that involved Davey. Thank you. Team Ambition announced the decision has been made for Team Ambition to formally and permanently Part ways with Davey Richards. In the coming months, Team Ambition, including the Professional Wrestling Academy, will be undergoing some changes and rebranding. We remain dedicated to making the St. Louis professional wrestling scene, as well as professional wrestling as a whole, better and stronger. We want to thank everyone sincerely for their ongoing support. So they're, they're, all, they're all cutting ties with him. Now, Davey Richards issued this to PW Insider because he deleted his Twitter account. He says this to PW Insider as an official statement on his behalf. Hello, everyone. Wow, what a couple of days. There are allegations of domestic violence against me. The allegations I adamantly deny. And if you look on CaseNet in Missouri under my name, Wesley David Richards, you'll see there are no charges filed against me. However, I do understand the industry stance on this matter. Everyone should feel safe at shows. And I do not want to be the person... Whom damages that? The pic being posted of my wife's eye is from training, and we regulatory train in martial arts as many of the students have got black eyes and such. Again, no charges were filed, and I deny these allegations, but I must do what is right and not what I want. So I'm canceling myself. This great sport is far too wonderful for anyone, including myself, to tarnish it. I will wrap up my shows this weekend and I will be retiring from professional wrestling. Please continue to support Team Ambition and this sport. Davey. I, 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 don't, I don't really understand this. I, I don't. Um, they, they are allegations. He hasn't been charged with anything. He hasn't been charged with anything. You know, social media. Listen, from what I see here, and from what I read here, it's another case of social media getting involved and everybody laying down the law because social media said so and the court of law and the fucking people who who judge, cast judgment on everybody is Twitter. Nobody knows what happened. Is there this amount of evidence against him that is so bad 
that everybody is going to cut ties with him and he's going to retire from professional. We don't know the whole story. You saw something that he described that looked like his wife's eye, a black eye. Who knows what it was? Who knows what it was? We are going to accuse him of something and there is absolutely no judgment in the right way over him and now his career is finished. I'm not going to sit here and, and and back him up, but, I mean, how many instances have we seen with, with different people? Enzo Amore is the most fucking damning one of all. Enzo's now just now getting his feet wet again and kind of making a name for himself in, in pro wrestling. But for how long? I mean, he got fucking fired from WWE for obviously all the reasons, too. But his wrestling career was ultimately finished because of something somebody said that they accused him of and... He was proven innocent. But that's going to stick with you. Social media did that. Now, I'm not saying the same thing happened to Davey Richards here, but it's a possibility. The law and order of social media has made this man retire. It's, it's ridiculous. Has he been justified and accused in a court of law is what I want to know. No. Social media said... That he's a domestic violence abuser. Let's get rid of him. We need to cancel him. And like everybody else, they got no choice. These wrestling promotions have no choice. What are they going to do? They're going to distance themselves because they don't want to have a bad name because of him. Even if he's not, a, even if he's not guilty of it, they don't, they don't want nothing to do with him at, at any in any in any way because of the record now that. It shows that he has a domestic violence allegation, and they don't want that on their show. So these wrestling promotions have no choice at all. Same thing happened with Nash Carter. Same thing happened with Nash Carter as well. Fucking ex-girlfriend and Kimberly posting fucking photos of him from 10, 11 years ago, however long ago, ruined the guy's fucking WWE run. Over what? Over what? It's just it's just very silly. It is guilty until proven innocent on social media. That's the fucking sad thing about it. It's not innocent until proven guilty. It's guilty. You're you're guilty until proven innocent. But that, but by that time, your 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 career is ruined. Your career is over. Now he's retiring. He's got no choice but to retire. It's so fucking stupid. Moving on, man. The AEW house show that happened in Ohio. House rules. I don't know how many of you guys actually saw this card for house rules. But I have a bigger problem with this than I do Vikingo wrestling Omega with no build on Wednesday's Dynamite. Look at this fucking house show that they put together. Why would you ever, with this card, want to go spend your evening watching an AEW house show when you could legitimately watch what you saw here on YouTube? Look at this house show. And please tell me if you would actually go and sit there live. Ethan Page versus Sean Dean. After the match, Hook answered... An open challenge from Page, and he beat Page. 
Jeff Jarrett defeated Brian Pillman Jr. Ruby Soho defeated Hollywood Haley. Post-match, Soho spray-painted Haley. Sky Blue made the save. Tony Khan did an in-ring promo. I don't even know who the fuck Hollywood Haley is. Or Hollywood Haley. Orange Cassidy and Darby Allen defeated the Butcher and the Blade. QT Marshall defeated Pat Buck. Pat Buck is a producer for AEW. What is he doing wrestling on a house show? Britt Baker defeated Anna Jay. Powerhouse Hobbs defeated Christopher Daniels. And John Moxley with Claudio defeated The Firm, Lee Moriarty, and Big Bill. What type of house show is that? That's what they're putting on for house shows? I mean, if I went to that show and I ordered t- if I ordered tickets and-, and a card wasn't announced and I bought tickets to this show before I even knew what was going to be on the show, people were probably expecting the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho and big name guys, right? If I bought tickets to this show, I feel like Tony Khan would have robbed me of my fucking hard-earned money. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, you got a problem with Tony Khan announcing Vikingo versus Kenny Omega on Wednesday's Dynamite. I don't see anybody complaining about this fucking house show. This is your first attempt at a house show, and that's the card you put on? That should have been a star-studded show from top to bottom. Who's going to go watch? Once you get wind of what AEW is doing for their house shows, why would you ever want to go to an AEW house show? Unless they went to Bumblefuck fucking Ohio, where they never visited before, and you were that desperate for AEW live. That is awful. That is fucking awful. I don't care what Tony Khan says. That card looks like shit. It's almost as if he didn't even try randomly pulled names out of a fucking generator and came up with an entire house show card. Dream match. Vikingo versus Kenny Omega is taking place on AEW Dynamite. This match was slated to take place at Triple Mania in December 2021. But the match was nixed once... Kenny Omega was sidelined with multiple injuries, which led him to vacate the AAA Mega Championship. AAA booked a fatal five-way match instead at that event that saw Vikingo win the vacant title over Bandito, Bobby Fish, Jay Lethal, and Samurai Del Sol. The other match booked for Dynamite outside of this dream match is Hook versus Stokely Hathaway in a no-DQ match. Obviously, there was criticism coming Tony Khan's way on Wednesday because if Tony Khan isn't getting some sort of bullshit online, it's not a normal day in Twitter world. The Lucha Blog Twitter account discussed the criticism of the IWC for this match and tweeted the following, and I quote, You're not expected to know who everyone is. I know a lot of people, and there still are others I'm learning about every day. But also, if you have the time to type who and click post on Twitter, you have the time to Google 
who you are looking at and who you're asking who about. I don't I don't really understand the whole negativity on, on, on who is he? Who, 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 who? Like, I, I, I get that people don't know who he is. But a, a simple glance at anything on YouTube or anything on Google will, will fill you in on what you need to know. Now, I'll get back to that point in a second. Tony Khan reacted to this tweet from Lucha Blog, replying, and I quote, These accounts aren't doing it to be genuine. A large percentage of those replies aren't from real people. A lot of them are accounts that upon inspection seem to only exist to question and rip AEW. And most of their other content seems to be a cover story to justify the existence of these accounts. Now, Khan had a follow-up tweet to further explain how some fans try to act like they used to be fans, but they really aren't fans at all. He tweeted, and I quote, One of my favorite bits they do is when they claim they used to love AEW in the old days, but not anymore. Yet when you dig into their old posts, there's nothing positive on AEW ever. Yes, I'm sure you all used to be great fans, despite no evidence of that whatsoever. Now, how does he know that? Unless he's going to dig for their replies and their tweets himself. Like, is he looking up all of their fucking Twitter timeline? I mean, I think Tony kind of got a little bit ahead of himself there, but clearly Tony Khan was a little fucking frustrated with all the criticism that he got for this match. You know, I, 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 I get it. I would be the first to tell you. I would be the first to tell you that this match should not be taking place this soon. I'd be asking why. Like, I know who he is. I've seen him wrestle before. I've seen him. I know what the man is capable of. He, he wrestled on GCW. He's wrestled everywhere. MLW, Mexico, Impact. Like, I've seen him wrestle. Do I expect everyone to know who he is? No. I don't expect you to know who he is. If you don't really watch anything outside of WWE or AEW and you just keep it to a bare minimum. But that's the great thing about our sport. You get introduced to guys that you don't know all the time. It should not be a question of who. That should not be on anybody's mind. The one thing that sticks out to me is why is this match happening when Kenny Omega is clearly in a program with either the House of Black or the Elites with JAS or the Elite now versus the Blackpool Combat Club? There are multiple storylines going on here with the Elite right now for the trios division. But we're getting this dream match on Dynamite. It could signal a lot of things. It could signal that Kenny Omega is getting ready to get back into singles competition and we're going to get main event Kenny again. I think that's what's needed. Jesse and I have discussed that for several weeks now. Kenny Omega being in the singles division, wrestling at a high level is what we need. I think that's probably what's best for business for AEW. I'd be the first to tell you, where's the story? Why is this guy being introduced to television and there's nothing on him? These are easy fixes, guys. Easy fixes. And there's one thing that I want to give you guys before anything I say. 
A lot of people are not thinking about the fucking time constraints that Tony Khan may have or the time constraints Tony Khan may be under for this match to actually happen. This match was supposed to take place at Triple Mania. This match did not take place at Triple Mania. This match is now taking place on Dynamite for the first time ever. Why do you have a problem with that? So Tony Khan not only landed what is an internet dream match happening on his show that could have easily happened in 2021 and didn't. He's got it now. A lot of people are not taking into consideration that Tony Khan had legitimately one week and this week only to get Vikingo on television or it wasn't going to happen at any other time. So Tony Khan acted now. He said, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the match now instead of wait another three, four, five, six months, maybe a year tops to get this match to happen. I want to do it now. You don't think the man is under time constraint on Vikingo's schedule just by his schedule alone? For all we know, Kenny Omega's not even going to be in, the, in, in AEW by the time this time next year. This may be the only opportunity he has to do this match. For all we know, Kenny Omega is going to go into free agency and explore WWE as an option. Tony Khan wants to cover his bases and get this match now for you on AEW Dynamite. Plus Vikingo's schedule, schedule, he may have only had this week open and that is it. So Tony Khan said, I'm going to do this match now and I'm going to take the criticism because you think Tony Khan... While booking this match, didn't know the exact fucking response he was going to get. He hears it every fucking time. This is the reason why he is the way he is. Nobody thinks that he was under major time constraint to get this match done now. This may have been the only fucking day he had to do this match. And you're complaining about a match that when you see it, you're going to say, holy shit. For everyone asking who, you're going to see this match on Wednesday and you're going to know who the fuck he is. Guaranteed. Why don't we just sit and enjoy professional wrestling? I could sit here and tell you exactly why is this match happening with no build? Why is this match happening in such a rushed way? All AEW needs to do And the reason why I mentioned what I mentioned first is because that's the most important thing. All AEW needs to do is give me some video packages, some highlights, a reason, overdub it with Excalibur talking about why the match is happening and who he is throughout. Make it a mega match. Make it a mega spectacle. All they need to do is every other segment or so, build up to it on the night of the show. Show me some video packages. Tell me why he's special. Give me an interview Whatever it is, tell me who he is throughout the show, little by little. That's all they need to do. If they build the show around this match, it is going to be that much more special instead of just throwing it on TV randomly and having it go 20 minutes and everybody's like, ooh and ah, and loving the match that it's going to be. There is an easy fix to do it. The criticisms, I get it. They're valid. They're valid questions. And whether Tony Khan wants to admit it, they are valid questions. And they would not be up front as valid criticisms if this thing didn't happen time and time and time again. 
If it happened once, maybe twice, maybe people would overlook it. But this is a normal thing in AEW. That's why it's criticized. That's why it's under the microscope so much. I understand people's concerns and criticisms. But I mean, for the love of fucking God, you're a pro wrestling fan who watches Pro Wrestling Weekly, and you're going to get to see somebody that you've never seen work before in the United States, more than likely, for the first time, and he's going to go up against Kenny Omega, who arguably is the greatest professional wrestler of our generation, and you want to sit there claiming why. There are fixes to why. There are reasons for why. There are fixes for who. Why don't you sit back Stop being ungrateful and watch a fucking match take place that's probably going to end up being a possible match of the year candidate. Everybody's complaining. I complained about this for months being a problem in AEW. Um, A a huge problem. But for the love of God, please sit back and just watch the fucking show. That's all you need to do. It's all you need to do. I even thought maybe, and listen, Tony Khan has his things that when the ratings are not where they want to be or where he thinks they should not be and they're lower than anticipated, he goes and does these random acts of desperation. Oh, a major announcement. Oh my God, the biggest announcement in AEW history. I kind of looked at this. You know, because he's catering to his audience and he wants to grab those people back and he wants to pop a rating. I looked at this as maybe, you know, one of Tony Khan's rating ploys. But again, if it is a ratings ploy, it's a ratings ploy that is going to pay off for the night. Because we, as fans, are being treated to a great match. Who gives a shit? So much complaining. So much complaining. For something so little. You're watching a pro wrestling show and you're going to get a great pro wrestling match. At the end of the day, why does anything ever why, why does anything even matter? I complained for weeks about the Young Bucks and the House of Black and the Trio Championships with, with the Kenny the Elite and the House of Black for the Trio Championships. I, where's the story? Where's the story? Where is the story? But I said it's gonna be a banger match. It may be the best match of the whole fucking night. And it was a tremendous match. But my criticisms are just as, where is the story? Everything needs a story. But it ended up being a great match. Did anybody ask where the story was after that? No, it was unimportant. Is anybody going to ask these questions after the match is over? No, it's going to be unimportant. Because you were entertained. You were given what you asked for, pro wrestling on Wednesday night. Tony Khan wants this match to happen on Dynamite. He made it happen on Dynamite. Tony Khan wanted this match. It could have happened in any other promotion. Could have happened in AAA. Could have happened anywhere in Mexico. He's getting it on Dynamite. We don't know if Omega's going to be with AEW next year. We don't know if Vikingo is going to be available next year. We don't know if Vikingo is going to be signed away from AEW. And he's never going to have an opportunity to do this match. He's doing it now. Time. Please. The man is trying. Is he perfect? No. But he's trying. 
Give him some fucking slack. Cut him a fucking break. When you watch this match on Wednesday, you'll be tuning into the live stream and you're going to say, JD, holy shit, that match was a banger. No shit. Is anything going to matter after that? No. But again, I need to tell you guys, your, your criticisms are valid, believe me. Because I am usually the guy to bring up those same points. But I'm telling you, those same points are still valid. But for the love of God, this is a different situation. And Tony is definitely under a time constraint to get this match done or not do it at all. And what do you want him to do? Not do it? Vikingo wanted it. Kenny wanted it. Tony wanted it. Let's do it. And we are going to get a great match on Wednesday. Jay White. Where is Jay White going to end up? Meltzer had previously written that all the circumstances seem to indicate that Jay White is headed towards WWE following his free agent status in February. Now, while there is no confirmation from either party as to where White will end up, Dave Meltzer has once again provided an update. Writing in the Observer, he says, and I quote, Regarding Jay White, we are told that Jay White has been talking to WWE but has not signed. He is also talking to AEW. From someone familiar with the situation, they described it as right now 50-50 on which side he would go with. Dave also did say doing the Loser Leaves Town match was weird because if he does sign with AEW, he could still work for New Japan, but I guess he wanted to leave New Japan either way rather than come in for major dates, so he did the total exit angle before uh, take, uh, talking with both sides. Meltzer would go on to compare the white situation to that of Commander, who we just saw on AEW Dynamite in a ladder match for the Face of the Revolution ladder match. Just to make things clear, WWE had open talks with Commander prior to AEW announcing him for the ladder match about potentially doing a tryout, but not a contract offer. But they did speed up the process, contacting him right away after he was announced for appearing in a ladder match, and again right after the match trying to speed up the process. The change in the head of recruiting in WWE has sped up them wanting to consider new talent. He had previously stated that WWE was certainly the favorite to sign Jay White. Well, AEW is certainly teasing something more with Juice Robinson on TV with Ricky Starks. You know, Juice Robinson came in on behalf of the Bullet Club. Jay White was the former leader of the Bullet Club before he got ousted from New Japan Pro Wrestling, losing a loser leaves town match to Eddie Kingston. Now we got David Finley, who is now the leader of the Bullet Club. I don't know what's going on there, but they're certainly keeping the door open for what may appear to be Jay White coming into AEW via Juice Robinson and what he's got going on right now with Ricky Starks. I don't know. But WWE is certainly an intriguing option for Jay White as well. It's new. It's different. Triple H would love to have somebody like that. He is 30 years old. He's in the fucking best shape of his life. He's not even in his prime yet. And Triple H would love to have someone like that at the top of the card. You know exactly what Triple H would love to do. Not only that, the most important thing is he would love to take another potential mega signing away from AEW and just kill their momentum that way. That's what the game is. They want to sign Jay White. They're going to offer him mega money to Jay White. You know, No matter what, Jay White's going to walk away a winner here because there's going to be a bidding war for him. 
Tony Khan wants him. Triple H wants him. But where he ends up, it's going to be up to him. Will he succeed in AEW? Sure. But AEW's got so many top talents, it's so difficult to find television time. In my honest opinion, Jay White would stand out more on WWE television, believe it or not. I think he would wrestle their style perfectly. I think him wrestling top guys over there with some of the top names that they got would be incredible. I mean, it doesn't really it doesn't really bother me wherever he goes. Normally, the old JD would probably say, fuck WWE. And yes, there is still some uncertainty in WWE. Who knows? You know, with the whole Vince McMahon thing going around, him having more creative power than he did, you know, before and this and that. You know, obviously, that's a big, you know, selling point to go or not to go there. The company being sold, who's it going to be sold to? I don't know. There is still a lot of uncertainty over in WWE. Don't get it twisted. But minus all that, I don't give a shit where he goes because Jay White's a great wrestler. I think Jay White can succeed no matter where he goes. And I honestly think he'd find more success in WWE, to be, to be quite honest with you. So we'll see what happens, man. More than likely, after WrestleMania, all this will be tied up. And I say, Jay White. I predicted Jay White is going to show up on the Raw after WrestleMania. Sticking to that. I think we see an appearance by Jay White after WrestleMania. Dax Harwood. He and Cash have finally decided on what their future will be after April. Dax has teased that he and Cash could become free agents in April and that they could simply decide to wrestle on the independent scene for the next year or so. The contract talk has led some fans to speculate that they want to go back to WWE or that this is just a part of a storyline that will pay off on TV soon. Dax tweeted today and doubled down on FTR's contract situation and said that he and Cash have reached a decision. Dax tweeted, and I quote, just got off the phone with Cash. We've decided what we're going to do come April. Nothing is official yet. So legally, can't speak on it, but in the next couple of weeks, we'll let all of our fans know we owe it to y'all for opportunities we have in front of us. Love you. Doesn't really say much of anything, but they've come to a decision. So they're definitely stringing all the fans along, and they're keeping uh, FTR, you know, hot and heavy in people's minds. They're going about it the right way. He's got his own podcast platform now, so he's got that platform to kind of gauge people's interest and keep people guessing on what's going on. You know, I don't think FTR going back to WWE is the sound option here. At the end of the day, I still think that they stay with AEW. And I honestly think FTR being back in AEW is the best thing for them. Vince McMahon. We got some Vince McMahon news. Apparently, there was a former WWE writer by the name of Dave Schilling who was re-watching WrestleMania 35 and was live-tweeting as the show went on. So, he was watching the show, and on Twitter, he decided to share some backstage notes on WrestleMania 35. During this, he revealed that Vince McMahon had an interesting response when learning that the fans didn't like the Angle versus Corbin match 
and the booking of the match during a production meeting. Oh no, it's Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin when it was mentioned in a production meeting that the fans hated the idea of this match. Vince laughed so hard and then said, fuck him. Vince said about the fans, fuck him. Are you surprised? His entire booking mentality was fuck the fans. Triple H paired JBL up with Corbin a few weeks ago, up until a few weeks ago. When he realized the pairing wasn't working, they ended up splitting up. And Baron Corbin is now directionless on TV. Angle versus Corbin was fucking awful. What did that say? Never mind what Vince McMahon thinks of the fans by saying, fuck them. What does Vince McMahon think of Kurt Angle enough? Do you think he did Kurt Angle any just that that match with Corbin was his retirement match? Imagine. He's got more hatred for the fucking fans than anything, does Vince McMahon. Imagine how Kurt Angle felt. Then there was another former WWE writer, Brian Gerwitz. He shared his thoughts on a rumor that Vince McMahon planned to make his return for WrestleMania season. No shit. I love how all these stories just come out after we've talked about Vince McMahon having more of a say in WrestleMania and in WWE Creative. This was on the Bill Simmons podcast. Bill Simmons actually interviewed Nick Khan, the CEO of WWE. Gerwitz noted that he doesn't believe McMahon plans his return around WrestleMania season. Sure thing. Sharing his thoughts on the situation, Gerwitz said, I can't imagine, like, I don't know, just based on all the other stuff that always happened on the fly, like, you would come into work and then a bombshell would drop on the creative team, like Paul Heyman and I are arguing with each other one day, and then we're called into Vince and Stephanie's office thinking, oh, we're going to get reamed out for arguing and being unprofessional. And then she's like, oh, by the way, we're bringing Vince back and he's going to be running the entire creative team. I don't think it's that sophisticated or played out. I could see Vince getting whatever advice from his legal team saying, yeah, now's the time to come back to negotiate the sale. If you told me he was looking over all the scripts and giving feedback to Triple H and Triple H only, I'd believe it. But if you told me, yeah, he's under strict, strict orders and self-imposed orders to not interfere and to strictly do it from a business sense, I would say, yeah, okay, I believe that too. I don't think the planning is that sophisticated to come back during WrestleMania season and have it play out. I think it just happened. My personal opinion is things just happen. He's never cared about like the quote-unquote internet opinion or the gossip and hearsay even if the Triple H era is universally praised and what have you, he's going to think about it the way he thinks about it. So Gerwitz is saying that he doesn't believe Vince timed his return around WrestleMania season? Of course he did. Vince was sitting at home, and the the closer we got to WrestleMania, you you honestly think Vince McMahon was sitting at home thinking that he was not going to be a part of WrestleMania season? He did everything strategically to a point that he would be back before WrestleMania season. Look at what he did. At the start of WrestleMania season, on the road to WrestleMania, he blew up 
the board of directors. He changed bylaws. He told the shareholders, fuck off. They unanimously voted him back as the head of the board. Nothing can get done without Vince McMahon's say. No negotiations, no TV rights deals, no sale of the company can be done without Vince's say. Now, we don't know if it's going to be sold or not, but it's not about the sale of the company. It's about Vince McMahon getting back what he lost. And that is all the power that he had. Whether he does it now and blatantly or he sneaks in the back door the way he's done it, the way he's done it so far. It's not about the sale of the company. He says that I don't think the planning is that sophisticated to come back during WrestleMania season. Yes, it is. Because that's what we've seen. You don't think him weaseling his way back the way he did was sophisticated and done intentionally? My God, man, this guy's a former WWE writer and he's still sucking that Vince dick. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. WWE also potentially making cuts, budget cuts after WrestleMania. A lot of people are looking at Vince McMahon being back just based off this news report. But WWE is making cutbacks to this year's WrestleMania. WWE is in the process of potentially selling the company, a decision that can only be made by Vince McMahon, and he returned in January to see the sale of the company through. When trying to sell a company, company will cut back on costs in any way possible to make it as profitable as possible to make it more attractive to whoever is buying it. Simple. In the latest edition of the Wrestling Observer, Dave Meltzer reported that WWE is making cutbacks to WrestleMania by bringing in less personnel and a select number of foreign language announcers. The rest of the foreign commentators will call the action remotely instead of being at the show. Meltzer noted that there are going to be cutbacks to the show, but not in the ways that any fans would notice. Now, it was also reported through various other outlets that there are some concerns amongst talent about releases coming due to the cutbacks. And PW Insider Elite reported that WWE is very much in a streamlining mode when it comes to WrestleMania 39. They also reported that the cutbacks on the show and the cuts that people are worried about are two different things. They are not bringing in as many workers to work WrestleMania. It was reported that Triple H wanted a smaller WrestleMania a couple of weeks ago. This falls in line with that report that we saw a couple of weeks back. The report noted that some other events that were discussed as being added to Mania Week also won't be going forward. What won't change is the company's community outreach events during the week as there will be WWE staff at those shows in Los Angeles. Could there be budget cuts? Sure. Cutbacks to WrestleMania? Fine. But budget cuts, releases, could we see that? With Vince in charge, with Vince still having ultimate say and him gaining a little bit more power and all the reports about him creatively, could you see budget cuts? Yes. Yes. 
I mean, there are talents that Triple H brought back that haven't been working out. I mean, it's the last thing that you want to think about, but for WWE, just think about it. For WWE to be, you know, signing all these talents and then worrying about, you know, bringing in other free agents still looming out there on top of what they got now and then bringing up some NXT talents that are ready to get called up from NXT, there are going to be less spots on TV and there are going to be, you know, some situations where WWE's looking at a completely bloated roster that they're going to have to get rid of some of the dead weight that they're not using that hasn't panned out. I mean, it's going to happen. Is it something that Triple H wants to have happen? No. But at the end of the day, it's going to happen because the way things are going with all that Triple H has done and call-ups and free agents coming in, there are going to be less spots available and some of the people that aren't working out are going to have to be let go. Just the way of the business. Does Vince have anything to do with that? Depends on who's being released. I don't know. We'll find out more if they do release people and, and, and who those names are. We can appropriately, you know, kind of make assumptions then at that point. But, I mean, I'm not going to worry about WWE cutting back on WrestleMania. I don't give a fuck what they cut back on WrestleMania and how small of a staff they have for WrestleMania for two nights. As long as the show's great, I don't give a shit. And they save some money. They want this to be the biggest WrestleMania ever, and they're going to make sure that it is by any opportunity they have. There's nothing here that is confusing or is nothing that you guys can't understand. Yes, cutbacks at WrestleMania. We'll worry about the, the releases or the, the rumored releases at the budget cuts happening after WrestleMania because it's always a worry. It always happens every year around the same time. Will this year be any different? We'll find out. Anyway, guys, that is all I got for you on the show tonight. I hope you enjoyed what you came here for. Really appreciate you hanging out with me tonight on the podcast. We're going to get into the Super Chats in just a second. But please make sure you guys hit that thumbs up, man. I'd love if you guys can hit that thumbs up and get us as close to a 1,000 as possible. Super Chats are open. Get them on in. We're going to hang out in just a little bit. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. And make sure you guys go and check out all the other videos you might have missed on the channel. Everything you need is on the homepage. Tonight's show sponsored by Blue Chew. You guys know the deal, man. BlueChew.com. Code JD at checkout for your free sample of their service. And all you guys have to do is pay the $5 Shipping and handling, man. BlueChew.com. Code JD at checkout. And I talk about long-term booking on the show all the time, man. BlueChew. Just think of BlueChew as your long-term booking. If you're writing a pro wrestling show, man. BlueChew is your long-term booking. It's going to give you that extra confidence when it counts. In the bedroom. When it's time to step up to the plate. Blue Chew is a unique online service that provides the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but it comes in chewable tablets and a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night. Plan ahead. Be ready whenever the opportunity arises. 
And the process is very simple, guys. You're going to sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their online medical providers, and once you are approved, you're going to receive your prescription within days. All done online. No doctor's offices, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy. And Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA, prepared and shipped directly to you in a very discreet package. First impressions, man, always important. Not only are you going to get a great first impression, but it's going to be a lasting impression. So why not benefit from that extra confidence when it comes time to perform, man? BlueChew.com, code JD at checkout. $5 shipping and handling is all you have to worry about. Go get your free sample today, BlueChew.com. I want to thank them for once again supporting the podcast right here on Off The Script. Nick Williams, 10 months in the VIP club, man. If Cody wins the title, how would you book his reign? What do you want to see WWE do after WrestleMania 39 season is finished? Nick, I don't know how I I don't know how I would book a Cody title reign, man. I really don't. WWE is so clueless on how to book babyface champions. I don't trust them at all. And Cody would be no different. And what do I want to see after WrestleMania 39 season? A draft. I think we need to shake up these rosters big time. Rivals, burgers, and steaks. 25 months. Just got himself a golden microphone. He says, 25 months of counting. Great to be here live tonight. OTS for life. Thank you so much, Rivals. Michelle Moran with the $2 Super Chat. Fans may turn off the pay-per-view before Rhea and Charlotte being the main event. Possibly. Wesley Jackson becomes a new member. Wesley, what the fuck are you drinking, man? WTF boy 499. If AWWE did a trade, who are some people you would like to see go elsewhere? Prayers for your family and Raging Girl Gamer. Love from Pop Austin Media. AW and WWE did a trade. Um, I'd love to see. I'd love to see Andrade back in WWE. Let's get Andrade and Miro in a package deal. Honestly. Who I would give up? I don't know, man. I don't know. Also with a 199 WTF boy, no, a trade wouldn't happen, but hypothetically. It's got to be an even trade, bro. You know, I, I'd i love to see Miro back on TV the way we've seen him as TNT champion. It, it, it's quite the shame that he's not on TV, honestly. Wesley Jackson with a 499. Hey, JD, I just joined the VIP club. Can I get a shot of peanut butter whiskey? Absolutely, Wesley. Now I know what the fuck you're drinking. JD Mark for life with a 499 super chat. Shout out to Demon one Vince is not in charge. Omos rules. 
because of JD Mark, but then claims Vince is not in charge and Omos rules. Give me a break. Austin Swink with a new membership. Austin, what the fuck are you drinking, brother? Funny Rob Baby with a 4.99. JDU inspired me to start my own YouTube channel last year. I just got close to 90,000 views in my first year on YouTube. OTS for life. Congratulations, man. Happy to hear it, brother. Paul David with 15 months. What a week in both wrestling and college basketball, eh? Um... Don't watch college basketball, brother. Could not give a single shit. Let me know when baseball season starts. Johnny with a 199. Those tag matches should be number one contenders. Yes. Eugene Morgan with a $10 super chat. I agree and have no problem with the ladies main eventing only when they are the hottest thing. Right now, the Bloodline, Sammy, Cody are the hottest thing and they should main event both nights. Hopefully, WWE thinks that way as well, man. Edward with a 9.99. Didn't Jericho say about WrestleMania X8? Rock Hogan should have main evented because of the hype for the match and it being justified. So the Android should get the main event over Usos. KO Sami Zayn with that hype? Hell no. No. WWE will be making a grave mistake if Sami KO. And the Usos don't main event night one. Full whites with a 499. Preach, my brother. Preach. All the work that those boys have to put in for this amazing storyline needs to end as the main event. Yes. Joey Avalone with six months. Thank you, Joey. The fuck are you drinking, brother, to celebrate six months? The Mr. Parker show with eight months. I'm getting the feeling that Roman is holding at least one belt heading into WrestleMania 40. 1,300-day-plus title reign incoming. I don't know what they do. Let's get to 1,000 first, man. I don't think you should drop the titles at WrestleMania. Sean Watkins with 15 months. Thank you, Sean. 15 months, OTS for life. The fuck are you drinking, man? Steven Barbie with a new membership. Steven, the fuck are you drinking tonight, bro? David Singfield with a $5 super chat. The problem is he he's not 1,000 days undisputed. His 1,000 day universal title reign so they could come up with the plan to take the WWE championship no they can't Roman needs to lose both belts if he's going to lose you can't take one belt from him and then have it feel that same amount of importance when he loses you can't do that Vince really fucked it up that's the problem Vince really really backed whoever needs to clean this mess up into the corner Michelle Moran with the $2 Super Jack. KO Sammy Cody versus Bloodline will carry WWE through August. Jason Barker with a $20 Super Chat. The problem 
or uh, I'm sorry, uh, twenty dollars super chat. What is your expectations for this year's WrestleMania stage? What would you like out of the stage? I'm sick of these constant humongous LED boards. I don't know, man. They uh, they usually go all out for the WrestleMania stages, man. I think what we're gonna get is gonna be something tremendous. I think WrestleMania 33, everybody loved the little roller coaster they had up there. I think uh, I loved WrestleMania 34 and the set design for that. I don't know. They usually go all out with this shit. Especially in SoFi Stadium. It's going to be massive. JC720 with seven months. I haven't been able to truly enjoy wrestling as of late, but as always, OTS keeps me up to date. Thanks, JD. Thank you, JC. Tyler with a 199. How about Bobby versus AJ Styles if he's cleared? Boring. Scorpio with a $2 super chat. Do you see Jade Cargill in WWE in the near future? I do. I do. Summer History with a $10 super chat. Can you bring back Mario Kart 8 series? No. It makes my son and I laugh so hard. Hilarious commentary. My son... Says the match that steals the show at WrestleMania 39 will be Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul. Thoughts? Uh, summer history. I can't do Mario Kart and really make it as entertaining as I used to because I'd be canceled in a second. Plus, it's very difficult for me to stream on the Switch. And Logan Paul versus Seth Rollins has a very good chance of stealing the show on WrestleMania weekend. Alex Ali with a $5 super chat. WW2K23 is a fun career mode, especially you end up in a bar at some point. Your trainer wants you to hit the bartender and you can wrestle slightly buzzed, man. Not enough for me to spend $99.99 on the deluxe mode. Pass. Let me know when AW5 Forever comes out. Alex Ali also with a $2 super chat. Bartender in the WWE game is 75, so not sure. So they got mid-bartenders in the game. Nice to know. Joseph Taylor with a $2 super chat. JD, did you like The Rock as Hollywood Rock? Yes, it was my favorite rock. Boxhead with a $2 super chat. JD just came in to uh, show some love. Thank you so much, brother. Dan. Maluchink. Seven-month membership. Thank you, brother. JD, if you could see someone from WWE's roster against someone from the AW roster, who would it be and why? Roman Reigns versus Kenny Omega. Does it need a reason? No. Or Roman Reigns versus MJF. Johnny with a 199. Women you would put in an anarchy in the arena. 6v6. Bro, I don't think there are any women on any women on TV as interesting as uh, as that enough for a match. Honestly, that's my honest answer. And game time flip with the two dollars super jet. Hey JD, will you be playing the Resident Evil Four Remastered? Yes, I will be. Absolutely. Cody Snyder with a two dollars super chat. Where's the best place to get pizza in New York? Um, I don't know, man. That's personal preference. I'm from the Bronx. I like Louie and Ernie's. 
I think Louie and Ernie's pizza is very good. Steven Barbie with a $2 super chat. OTS has helped my mental health. Thank you, truly. I appreciate that, Steven. Thank you, brother. And Jason Tarr with 14 months. So showing some love. Can't wait for Sammy K.O. and the Usos. Thank you, Jason, for 14 months, man. I'll see you in my mother's basement. Guys, thank you for a great night, man. It's been a rough week. Hopefully next week is better. We're back live tomorrow night for Monday Night Raw. Should be a good one. Until then, guys, I appreciate you hanging out tonight. Johnny with a 199. In the great words of Ron Simmons, damn. Follow me on social media, guys, at JD from NY206. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. And make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. And please turn on the bell for notifications. And while you're at it, please hit that thumbs up. Need 100 more likes for 1,000. Would appreciate that very much. Guys. I will see you tomorrow night live right here on OTS from the OTS venue, Monday Night Raw. We are just a couple of weeks away from WrestleMania, guys. I'm going to do my best to get you guys ready for everything for WrestleMania weekend. Until then, guys, have a great night. I'll see you live tomorrow night right here on Off the Script.